TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Of course, you have two guys like me and Fourier and uh, the Senior Bowl coverage pops on. And... Well, first of all, if you're watching on Twitch, Fourier is looking like he's having a stroke right now. <laughs> it does kind of feel that you way, did. doesn't it? I mean, you were like Ray Charles playing the keyboard with, with no headphones on or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. I don't know what that was. I know you're walking around here like Ichabod Crane. You need a damn, uh, you need a damn uh, cane. You need that walking stick. You don't hear the intro of these songs when you listen listen to them on the radio. Oh, man. I never knew that existed. I didn't know how that song started. So uh, in uh, checking out some of the Senior Bowl stuff quickly, because I know we're going to uh, we're gonna get into the Celtics, they, they showed the top prospects on the uh, American team, I think it is, and that's the one I do believe that Troy Brown is uh, the OC on. And they said there's uh, two, in, in terms of top 50 rankings, there's two tackles. Then there's a defensive tackle and a linebacker, and then two wide receivers. I see Mike Tomlin in the background. You turn around right now. You can see him just kind of wandering around. Oh, uh, you know, you kind of you can't see. Oh as well. no, but there is yeah. uh, there are a lot of college coaches down yeah, there. It's weird. Dan, Dan Lanning was there crapping all over the uh, other big conferences. Now that Oregon's got a home and all that stuff, uh, but they're all there. I'm sure to answer questions. You know, if, if Christian Fourier walks up to Dan Lanning and says, "Hey, tell me." Tell me, tell me about Bo Nix. Tell me all about him. I'm sure he'll talk a buzzard it's off true. a gut wagon for yeah. you. Now, how much of that do you hey, take Tomlin's, with a grain of salt? Is there any BC guys there? Because Tomlin's son played at BC. He's a I, wide receiver for BC. I don't think uh, uh, I don't think any BC kids got the invite. I they had a the line, They usually have a lineman. Well, they usually. I was going to say there's normally at least one. Obviously, last year Flowers, the mm-hmm. wide receiver, was you know. As, as good as any rookie in the NFL yeah. this year. But, yeah, what do Elijah you got, Elijah Jones is the lone senior bowl. He's a defensive back. Oh, okay. Oh. So well, not even a totally lineman. So not even only lineman from B.C. Yeah. yeah normally, well, they got one in. Uh, I'll tell you what. That guard, uh, the kid from Connecticut who plays uh, right guard, I'm blanking on his name right now. Apparently he's showing Oh, himself. I know you're talking you know, about I, yeah, Hayes or something like that. Kid was the right. Christian Hayes maybe I think yeah, it might Christian be. Hayes. Yeah, Christian uh, Hayes. Apparently he's uh, balled out pretty well. And there is just, I know we're going to get to the, you know what? I'll save it for the whole team building thing because there's something that I brought up to Christian uh, and trying to do the whole step ahead. How much do you have to consider what you do at center considering you're going with a young quarterback? We'll revisit. 
because the Celtics got another win last night. They beat the Pacers 129-124. to And Fourier, I know for you, the, the final two and a half minutes of the game was really kind of where the discussion sort of begins and ends in some way. No, I think what stands out to me, you know, has nothing to do with entitlements and lessons learned. It's just what they're capable of doing when it matters most. And I was going to have Nick plays real quick because we haven't played it in a while. When they need a defensive stop, when they need to kind of buckle down and really kind of pay attention and realize, like, wow, this is a really big, you know, sequence right here. You know, having a lead early in the game, losing it, and then it really became a back and forth. Sure as hell, the Pacers have the ball, and they have an opportunity to take it away from you. So this is how it ended. And listen to the names that are mentioned. It gets kind of chaotic, but listen to the names that are mentioned while the plays are going on. It's him hard. Holiday is on him. He'll make a move. The bump. The feed in the corner. Oh, what a play! What a rejection in there by White! Tim Hardle inbound. Gets it to Turner. He's stuffed in there by Tatum! Stuffed in there by Tatum! So that was it. So it started with Drew Holiday, one of your better defenders. Mm-hmm. Then it ended with Derek White uh, swatting the ball. Okay, so that was uh, still time on the clock. Pacers get the ball back. They inbound it again, and then this time it's Tatum. So three of like your you know your, your starters, three of your you know most important players. You know Derek White. You know Tatum being the guy that he is now. Those three guys decided to do something about it, and they locked down on defense. And they were the reason why that game ended. Like, because it's going to come down to, uh, you know, a sequence here, a series here, a possession there. There's two seconds left on the clock. Can you close them out? Can you stop them? Can you make, a, can you adjust their shot and not foul them? To me, I think that is kind of what you're looking for. Well, if you go back to Ime Udoka. To me, Ime was very much defense first. That was the thing that he harped on those guys. Defense, defense, and, you know, they'd be around 100, 110 points a game, but none of the 135s like we see now. And the one thing I appreciate about Joe Missoula is he has gotten to focusing on the offense a little bit more, but they haven't really compromised their ability to play defense. Now, I think game in, game out, compared to the year that Ime was here, They're not playing the dogged defense every night, 48 minutes, da-da-da. But when they need to do it in big moments, they know they it's a a tool in the box, a club in the bag, per se, that they know they can go to. And I love the fact that while some NBA teams, namely ones with like James Harden and Kevin Durant, it's all about chucking it up and what are we doing on offense – This team is that, but if they need to flip the mentality and take pride in what they do on that end, they can do it. And that's what excites me the most. Because if they play a game that is a slog, 100-95, and they need to play tough defense for a long period of time, this group can do it. If they also need to win a game 145-140, I feel like they can do that. Yeah, I don't think they have a a possession like that. They have the right... as long as everybody's healthy, they have the right personnel, the right attitude, the right makeup. Like, if you got a Drew Holiday, a playmaker, defensive playmaker, Derek White, obviously, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and then you throw um, Horford out there. I mean, those are, I mean, good luck. 
all with a ton of experience, all with the wits and the ability to get a stop when it matters most. I, that's what stood out to me. Uh, the 9-7-8, that was a phenomenal defensive stop at the end. Drew Holiday just totally shut down uh, whoever shut whoever down that uh, was dribbling on the ball. He's a force on defense. And that's where Derek White has been an unbelievable find because now you trust him on offense. And I do think playing with four superstar level guys. Now, I mean, because like Drew Holiday, you wouldn't put him in the Tatum or Brown category, but damn it, he's really good. And he's somebody that people know because he's had great playoff runs and been a part of, you know, winning at a, at a really high level. And now you got Derek White, who is the offensive beneficiary of willingly being the fifth option and teams saying, sure, that guy can shoot it, go ahead, and him knocking him down. Like, that trade for Derek White gives the Celtics not only an offensive backcourt that can get into it at any time, but defensively, to me, that is the best backcourt in the league. There, I don't. There, there's no one that the, the Celtics can. There is no team the Celtics can't defend at the guard spot by having Holiday and White. And, and you throw Jalen Brown in there, too. And that's kind of where I was thinking about when I was watching it. Give me another team. And in and, 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 and a time when... 70 points is like, ah, no big deal anymore. Like, everybody's shooting shooting the lights out. Everybody's getting free looks. And nobody's really taking defense seriously. It's modern offense. Yeah, it's like, all right, well, eventually you're going to have to get a stop. Yeah. And I don't know another, I can't think of, at least at the moment right now, another team that is more equipped, better equipped than the Celtics to do just that. Now, there may be other teams out there that can do it, but they're not as well-equipped and they won't be as good as it at the Celtics. 617-779-7937. The Patriots have a special teams coordinator. Uh, it is Rams assistant special teams coach, Jeremy Springer. Uh, the numbers connected to the Rams are not great, but as preordained by many in the football world, this guy was in the same room as Sean McVay. Therefore, they were breathing some of the same air. Must be really, really yep. smart, yep. really tight pants, and all that. Uh, no, but if you look at the numbers, this guy was the assistant, and the Rams' numbers on special teams didn't jump out. Um, you had the guy in Atlanta who turned the job down right away. That was Mayo's first target. That guy didn't want to come here. Uh, so yeah, hey, hey, it's a Rams hire. So every that, great. I hope that I hope that wets the whistle of everyone. Was I, like before he was even hired? I, I think one of the things I was saying is, uh, "Hey, okay, if you're not going to get the Wade Phillips on offense, make sure you get the Wade Phillips as a special teams coach. Find the most experienced, just reputable guy that you can find, and let him handle. Don't take any chances." Figuring it out on the fly with a young, inexperienced uh, like special teams coach. I nobody likes talking about special teams. It's no everybody hates it until they they suffer the consequences because they suck at it. Kickers don't matter till you don't have one. And I mean, kickers. Forget about kickers. For kickers, you know, punt team, punt return. I know people look at the kickoff return as it just non-existent. I mean, the punt play is actually a more, you know is a better play than the actual kickoff return mm-hmm. or kickoff, right? And forget about onside kicks. I just, I'm not a fan of hiring a guy that learned under a guy who who also learned under a guy, uh, and none of them were any good. 
It's not like any of these guys were the greatest special teams coach of the year. Nobody was winning the Rich Rodriguez uh, award or the Bobby April award. I mean, what are we like, doing? Right. It's just like it, it's very concerning. I, I, I it feels like uh, okay. We're going to line everybody up against the wall. And then some people were like, eh, I'm going to get the hell out of here. Or one guy was like, eh, don't pick me. Pass on this. So uh, <clears throat> as of right now, here are uh, here is what is left for the offensive coordinator job in terms of people that the Patriots have talked to. You have Rams tight end coach Nick Cayley. Luke Getze, who was the Bears' offensive coordinator, who did such a bad job, they ran him out of there. He's going for a second interview in New Orleans today. Lions passing coordinator Tanner Eggstrand, 49ers tight end coach Brian Fleury, 49ers assistant Clint Kubiak, Raiders pass coordinator Scott Turner. And as we mentioned earlier, Scott Turner got hired in 2023 by Josh McDaniels to work for the Raiders. So maybe you want some uh, call Josh. It was some breaking news. Oh yeah, you want some breaking news? Well, uh, we have we have. Is well, this real breaking? News it is or? real breaking news. It is uh, per the, Adam Chef. Do you want me to wait? I can. I can. No, we can no, do a trending. No. Find out what what's we, trending. What do we have? Well, here? another job is off the board. I mean, an OC job or a head coaching uh, a head job? coaching job. Ooh, what do we have? The Seahawks are hiring Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as their new head coach per Adam Schefter. He will be obviously the successor to Pete Carroll. There you go. There's a so there's literally one job left, mm-hmm. which is would be the Washington Commanders. No Bill Belichick so far. No Mike Vrabel so far. How do uh, four defensive guys get hired when everyone screams it's all about modern offense in the NFL? We'll continue to get to that. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. What the hell is this crap? Let's see if Christian gets it. I can tell you what movie it's from, too. I think I, I think I know both, God. believe it or not. That's amazing. I think I know Julie both. Crystal. 
Billy Crystal and Gregory, Gregory Hines. Hines. Yeah, uh, two cops from Chicago head down to the Florida Keys because yep. they getting they're they're sick of the rat race. All right, yep, here it. Yeah, what the, uh, the running scared? Boom. Good job. Mm. Do you know why we picked this one? Uh, because the Patriots are running scared. No, nope. who sings it? Who's got high? Mike McDonald. It's a great song. See, the problem is this Mike McDonald, who got hired by the Seahawks. Oh, I like this game, Billy. (laughs) He doesn't have that uh, Mike McDonald. No, uh, big beard. uh, No, it's more the mustache I thought it was with uh, Mike McDonald at one point. in. uh, in This guy looks like a baby. Oh, no. This this, this McDonald looks like a baby. this, This dude, he's got a connection to both Harbaugh's. Uh, Mike McDonald was at Michigan. Then he went to go work for the other brother in Baltimore and has now turned it into a, a head coaching opportunity. Um, what do you make of Antonio Pierce? Defensive coach. That's Gerard right. Mayo. Defensive coach. Mike McDonald. Defensive coach. And there's one more I'm blanking on who was a defensive coach. Who ended up mm. uh, getting uh, hired? I'm I'm kind of I'm ah oh, damn it. Uh, but Canales, no. no offensive guy. Yeah. It, but still, Zachary, four, guy. Yeah. But there's still the Washington job open. Isn't it always like that though? Honestly, it's usually if you got eight head coaching job openings, you're probably going four and four. It's probably somehow split down the middle for the most part. You know, I don't know if you want to revisit last year's coaching hires, but. Um, I do feel like there's always a mix in there. Raheem Morris. Defensive guy. And I would say Jim Harbaugh is what I would call a balanced all-around yeah. coach. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh is like his brother. He can coach a little bit of everything. Well, definitely the most accomplished. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Belichick was the same way. A little bit here, a little bit there, coaching all the different positions. So, like, Harbaugh, again, was a quarterback, does no offense. I think he's a pretty balanced coach. Um I'm just a little I, – I think maybe what, what we're finding is the narrative is way louder than the reality in the NFL. Meaning? Meaning that uh, only the successful offenses are modern. How <laughs> dare so – you know what? Uh, how about this? <laughs> Let's go all the way back to the draft last year. How many people were criticizing Detroit for taking Jameer Gibbs? Oh, you don't take running backs in the first round. Da-da-da. No, dum-dums. The business model has completely changed. Now you're getting these guys for five years. And if you get a hit in the first round at running back, use them up and send them along. That's the easy. And you get plug-and-play guys like Jameer Gibbs. He might only be in Detroit for five years. They're going to be five productive years. So I think there are some of the traditional NFL sort of axioms that are out there. And there's a lot of hyperbole. Only the modern offense, right? Like, to your point, on the whole Patriots offense, you know, is the scheme busted or do they need different players? Because if Josh McDaniels walks in here, it's at least something, A, we've seen before, B, he's called plays and knows it inside and out to be able to fix it. And when I keep landing on Nick Cayley, what is Nick? Hart made a great point earlier. What's Nick Cayley's real offense that he grew up in? The Josh McDaniels one, yeah, here and the, the one they yeah. ran here, yeah. And you, you, you probably 
Here's the thing. You, you go, well, maybe we'll get a mix. Maybe we'll get a hybrid version of the Patriots offense, right, and the McVay offense. We'll, we'll merge the two together. You know what that feels like? It feels like you've never played Madden, I'm assuming. I mean, I have years ago. Okay, years ago. But I don't know if you put together your own offense in Madden, but that's kind of what it is. They give you, like, the whole menu of offensive plays, and then you can kind of figure out your formations and lump up. That's what that feels like. Not, hey, Here's my offense. Here's the core of it. Here's what we've done before. The Freddie Kitchens. Here's a yeah, great uh, Nick. That's a good call. Another country fried rube who like came through and got a sniff as a head coach and like, oh, that ain't good. And then even as an OC, the guy isn't great. Yeah, because again, we're just going against the grain. This is breaking the mold. That Mike McDonald will go to Seattle. He will he will implement his defense with his handpicked defensive coordinator. Now he'll have to go out and find. Well, they need a quarterback also. They got Geno Smith there, but they 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 need to find a like a new young quarterback who's going to be there for the next five years. So he's got his hands full. Let me hit you with this because X Bear in the Twitch chat Hart also said he would have hired him two years ago and think he'll do a good job. If he'd have been hired two years ago, he probably would have been pushed out the door with everybody else. Uh, but Bill Belichick didn't give. Kaylee even the time of day when it came to offensive coordinating. Yeah, he rather put in, uh, uh, Matt Patricia in there. In that, right? Because isn't that when he left? So is that a big red flag, small red flag? Is it a red flag no, at all? I think Bill. When you look at some of the things Bill does, it's hard to kind of like fault anyone who's the victim of some of the things he does. Because who the hell knows what was up his butt that day? Like who really knows like what he was really trying to do? Or maybe he personally had a axe to grind, or he maybe wanted to you know, prop up uh, Matt Patricia again. He just wanted to keep, he's closer to those Take guys. Take care of his buddy. Yeah, I mean, so I don't, I, thank God Nick Kaler was like, oh crap, I'm never going to advance uh, past a... Like, uh, I need to go. Yeah, you know who else was like that, who never, who always got stepped over on the defensive side of the ball for the Patriots, got stepped over over and over and over again, never advanced. I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, who is it? Pepper Johnson? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Played for him, was basically Gerard Mayo for and, Bill Belichick. And you know what? Went to Cleveland with him. And no one gave him a chance ever as a DC. No, no one did. I think he I think he was in like the AFL or one of those bootleg leagues and maybe the USFL before they merged. Oh, he no, did, he was definitely in one of he those. He did get a, uh, a sniff, but no, it, it isn't an amazing. So even with, uh, which should tell you what? I mean, if Bill passed him over, over and over again, and he was one of his players from the Giants and with the Browns, you would think if something's missing, because I know he wanted to be a coordinator. Very much so. That's I, I think that's why he ended up going to Buffalo he for left. what was like a sideways job in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, it was like Eric Bieniemy leaving Kansas City. Well, I'm never going to be a head coach if people keep thinking that it's Mahomes and it's Andy Reid. I got to go start all over again, build my own reputation, and let everybody know it's just me with no support. Are you surprised we haven't had more fans uh, push either Eric Bieniemy or Josh McDaniels for this job, considering they're a coordinator hire away from really not having that kind of old school veteran coach who could just sort of stand there and be like, ooh, okay, this isn't good. Let me go talk to Gerard, yeah, that guy. Yeah, I think if you look at it, if um, if you get the players, any offense is going to work. If I had the right players, I could run all go every single play, and I would just say, you know what, just uh, do what you think is right. 
You know, that's a very find, Fourier way of running the, off. Find the void. Like, we're going to run all go. Trust your gut. Yeah, yeah. You just you know, <laughs> improvise. If you have great players, it's easy. If you have crappy players, I don't care what offense you run. If you have crappy players, you're not going to win. Well, and that's why as the rebuild starts, and one of the things that I want to throw at you is they're going to have to look hard at what they're going to do at the offensive line. And on defense, I think it might be a whole separate discussion we have to have on kind of planning out the defense over the next couple of years because this all has to get factored into the team building that's got to go on. But clearly you got to get that O-line. I mean, nothing you can get. Again, you can have the best wide receivers in the world. If you can't protect, you ain't going to be able to get anything out of your offense. And... I know that we always hear modern offense, fast wide receivers. What does San Francisco and Detroit do? They run the hell out of the ball. People act like the run game is now, oh, that's 1991. Really? Well, look at one of the teams in the Super Bowl and how far they've gone in terms of running the ball, San Francisco. They do it with wide receivers. They do it with the running back. They have a special guy at running back. But the whole thing is, is that if you don't get that old line right, then it almost doesn't matter what weapons you you add. You're still going to run into the same problems as last year. But I want to ask you, where do you land on center? And the reason I bring it up is David Andrews has one year left on his deal. So he's going to come in here and he's going to learn a whole new offense this late in his career. And then he's going to have to be the guy to shepherd, in theory, or at least we think, a young quarterback through a season. Are you missing a year of development in terms of your quarterback-center combination by not having someone other than David Andrews in there next year? If I had an old quarterback, I'd be okay with a young center. If I have a uh, young quarterback, I want an old center. I want a guy who can, you know, stop me from making a stupid mistake. Ah, the mic's... 52. No, it isn't, you idiot. It's 49, right? Because that's where a young quarterback, especially these quarterbacks coming out that are in the senior bowl, none of them know who the mic is. Cam Newton didn't know who the mic is. Depending on what your offense is and, and how smart you are and if you can handle it, like quarterback coaches and offensive coordinators want you to be able to know who the mic is. Mm-hmm. They don't want the center to do it. Every person we've ever had on this show, when I ask them that question, even is always like it needs to be the quarterback. I think Copen was said the only guy he didn't point it out for the only guy he didn't call out the mic for was uh or no, the one he had to do it for was Peyton Manning. Like never did it with Brady. I'm pretty sure that's what Copen told us when he came on. Is that oh, I don't know he pointed about that. it out all the time. Maybe maybe I'm wrong on that one. Yeah, I would say I know there there's was, nobody know. more in control of the front and the covers than that guy. It, I know he, what you're talking about. There was a it wasn't Manning. I can't imagine it being Manning. It he's too he's too much. He's too invested in everything. Yeah, I, I know it was in there about somebody not you're pointing right. it out. Or yeah, yeah. I maybe I got Manning wrong on that. Yeah. Whatever. However, uh, it does because again. When you think of the long-term decisions that have to be made, some of the players that you are either going to buy or pick this year, they've got to be four-year players in theory. Can I tell you who you're who the, the young? This is not a cliche, just because it's me. Fair enough. Okay. Oh, you're priming me for something. Not, it's not Narnia. a cliche, just because it's me, and and I have the most. I have great evidence with this. Um. The most important person, the two most important people for a young quarterback is his center and his tight end. 
and center obviously because the communication is so much difficult and so much harder and mm-hmm. so it's just and it moves so fast you need like a filter you need like somebody to co-sign for you or to or to change your mind right and the tight end especially an older guy usually reliable easier throws right uh you know they're just they have a natural advantage in most situations and up to seam whatever right they they bail you out a lot outside guys are a lot more demanding chirpy uh, you know, and the throws are tougher. Okay, the payoff. But I, I, I just saw this, and I thought it was such a sign uh, of why the the tight end is more important than any of these other position. the The record for uh, the uh, let me see uh, how do I play this? Like the 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 greatest quarterback to receiver combo. Uh, in the history of the NFL, could be like Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Fair, Steve okay. Young, Joe Montana. Um, but the reality is the the two best to ever do it, as far as quarterback to, um, to uh, receiver, end. just say receiver. Okay, it's all anyone who catches the ball. It's Brady and Gronk, and it's Mahomes and Kelsey. Look at the postseason numbers. Look at the res- regular season numbers. There's a reason why there's two tight ends with two unbelievable quarterbacks because the throws are easier, they're more reliable, they're bigger, they they're faster than who they're running against. It either way, if you got if you got the best of both worlds, like that's proof to me. Like and how can you how could you battle against it? How could you refute that when the two biggest like stars of the postseason are tight ends and i think that with a young quarterback you've got to build a healthy running game and then the tight end like that's where if you can get the o-line right and you keep hunter henry at least in between the tackles or the closest to the quarterback you've sort of hopefully fixed a lot of your issues there so the qb can learn the offense and just survive I mean, in reality, isn't that what we're really looking for? If they go number three quarterback, whomever in the world it is, insert name here of this person, aren't we just kind of looking for them to survive? Like, don't be a knucklehead out there. Make sure you're managing the clock. There's all the the other stuff that kind of comes with being a pro quarterback. And here's the other thing, too, is you were sort of workshopping through all that. I'm kind of thinking in my head, how much offense are they really going to be able to install for the quarterback to pull with eight seconds on the play clock? No, 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 kill, 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 da, da, da. And then you're, you know, trying to pump it, snap it with a second to go because the center needs a moment to be able to change the scheme and whatnot. I don't think any of that is going on this year. It has to. It should, but if if they don't, it, it has to. You can't just do a call it and run it like you... If you are that Matt Patricia calling and run it guy and you don't have faith in your quarterback to switch to play at the line of scrimmage, the one thing, the difference between last year and all the other coordinators with um, Lamar Jackson was the fact that Todd Monk, a new offensive coordinator, decided to give Lamar Jackson more power. They weren't letting him do it. And someone like him is worth it. But if you look at the way Josh McDaniels handled Mac Jones' rookie year, there wasn't a lot of that going on. Okay, it's at the start. Of course not. I got to protect him, right? But the farther he got along in the season, yeah. the more checks to the line of scrimmage he was making, the more adjustments he was making, and that was part of his development. And But they didn't give him that all that power no, right away. No, they didn't. But how was that able to happen later in the year? Yeah, the quarterback has to mentally be able to deal with it. 
but you got to have an offensive coordinator that knows how to A, teach it, and B, have a mature offensive concept so that you can start to get to that stuff. We're going to, again, if it is end up Nick Cayley or whatever, we're going through literally football one-on-one down there. And I will say, if Nick Cayley, <clears throat> this is a suggestion. Oh, okay. they this need is, them all. This is a suggestion. Under the, give, under the spirit of collaboration, yeah, okay. this is your suggestion. I've given him a lot. Now, I've, I'm telling you, Nick Cayley is a tight ends coach. He's not a quarterback's coach. Okay. He's not a, he doesn't have that type of, uh, you know, experience. Right. You can be an offensive coordinator and you can just coach the tight ends. They're involved in everything. So that's because I, my offensive coordinator when I was in Seattle, uh, who was also the head coach in Green Bay, he was my tight ends coach. And he's like, I picked the tight ends because you guys are involved in everything. And it, it's, it's, it, and then he hired a quarterback's coach only. Jim Zorn was the quarterback's coach who ended up being the head coach, blah, blah, blah. Right? So you can easily do that because if I'm him, I am not trying to coach the quarterbacks and call an offense. I am hiring mm. somebody who I trust to mentor the quarterback at the quarterback position. Like you're a tight ends coach, listen. It's an stay there. Let the mechanics and all that other stuff deal with that. I'm telling you, if you can't be the quarterbacks coach and the offensive coordinator, if you don't have that, I'm telling you, it's a, it's another red flag. Well, it's a definite blind spot. I'm I, telling you. I'm look. I am. I'm co-signing a thousand percent because as you're saying that, I'm thinking. What what sort of depth of coaching candidates would Nick Cayley have? To go even find a quarterback coach. And what need one. And again, what offense are they running? Is it a year with him at the Rams and they're going to try to steal that? Or is he just going to go back to all the Josh McDaniels yeah, and stuff? Do you, and do you want your, is your quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, is he just going to tell you where to throw the ball? Or is he going to help you with mechanics, footwork, ball placement, timing? I mean, because Nick Kaley, I'm assuming he doesn't really have that yet. So he's just going to say, red, right, 23, okay, go. Well, okay. Here's your first read. Here's, it's got to be more than first read, second read. It just can't be that. So um, that's, that's another suggestion. All right, so I'm just looking quickly. Nick Cayley, student assistant at John Carroll. Oh, there's that John Carroll. Everybody goes to John Carroll. Graduate assistant at Akron, administrative assistant at Auburn, graduate assistant at Iowa State. Okay. Secondary coach, Eastern Illinois. Graduate assistant, Arkansas. Secondary coach at Florida Atlantic in 2014. Then, switch sides of the ball. Switched mm. sides of the ball. Getting a little taste of everything. Uh, Patriots, offensive assistant, then tight ends coach, then tight ends and fullbacks, then tight ends, and then tight ends with the Rams. So, never at any point was there ever any quarterback coaching from Nick Cayley. Nope. So you make a really good point. Here's the thing. What's left out there for quarterback coaches? We, uh, you know what? Grab some guy. I'll right, tell you, get, grab a guy. Eric the enemy. No. No. because he's kidding. Yeah. Grab Cliff Kingsbury. Don't you think he'd want to be OC, though? I'd, I'd, I'd make I him. Grab I'd make, a, I'd make grab him a guy in OC college. before Grab Kaylee. a quarterback. Grab somebody in college. Oh. Because you, you really just. You now wanna, you're losing. You wanna, no. You want to relate to him. You, you're still smart. You still you, you know how to read the field. You know what's happened. Not some guy that just got out of college, but 
like is hoping to be the passing game coordinator, well, but, but he th- knows mechanics, he knows vision, you know, yeah, all that stuff. That's like saying uh, go get the uh, former LSU offensive coordinator who just went to Notre Dame because if they take Jaden Daniels, they know what to do. Ed Orgeron. Oh, Lord. Wouldn't that be great? Now, listen, Coach O walks through the – if he's the special teams coach or the strength coach, imagine Deron Mayo in the strength room working with Coach O. I do it. We're coming in here. That needs to be the coming. show. We're coming. That is. <laughs> We're backing down. See, that's who we got to get. That, there's there's our uh, Tuesdays with Coach O. Oh, that would we, be great. We need a little bit of that. Are you done? Is next. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv/bostonweei and check out Weei on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now more of Gresh and Fourier on Weei. Now, it's time for... Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? On Crash and Fourier. Worst thing that ever happened to me and Christian during the breaks. They got the Senior Bowl practice stuff on. Apparently, Bo Nix has been terrible today, Christian. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's receivers left and right. What? There's a there's a tackle. coaching. There's a tackle from the University of Houston, 76, that is worth watching in this game on Saturday. This kid. Not the Oregon State kid? No. Well, I'm not saying that that guy can't go, but like this this dude from Houston, Christian and I, were just, they're working on uh, outside leverage run zone. Fair? <laughs> real exciting stuff. Yeah. Real exciting stuff. Get your head on the right side. Can't run outside zone with your head on the inside, dumbass. Right. And the, and, and the only thing out of the pro football player's mouth when the guy made the block was, well, that was too easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That guy from Houston just ate up some dude. Which Swallowed I don't know where up. he was from. Central Connecticut, maybe. Who the hell knows? Yeah, no. Who's I don't the blue helmet? From, I don't think anybody. Duke. I don't think anybody from no, Central. No. Is it is funny. It. Like, you see all these, like, you know, blue blood helmets like Texas and, you know, Clemson and uh, Miami. And then you see, like, I don't even know. It's Tulane. Some, some weird, like, mascot, like, cheap decal. Like, Rah. Oh, yeah. I think there's a, uh, I think the running back. Uh, is it Laub, if I'm not mistaken? I think he is in this. And a running back from South Dakota State. So the Jackrabbits are represented as well. Uh, time for uh, Are You Done? Billy Lanny, are you done? I am not done. Oh! Got a little uh, marine life, a little scientific facts. Marine Love it. life. Yeah, uh, did you guys know that dolphins can get stoned? Uh, no. No, so there was a documentary. <laughs> How do they ingest it? So there here we go. <laughs> go on. Uh, now I want to get stoned with a dolphin. They get deliberately high on pufferfish nerve toxins. Oh, that is fantastic. By carefully chewing and passing them around. Stop it. Like a prom date. So there was a like that is hilarious. Oh my found god. Out that young dolphins are carefully manipulating a certain kind of pufferfish to release the nerve toxins. And then a large dose of it can be deadly, but the right amount can be a uh, neurotic, have a neurotic effect. You could just see, like, the so mom. So they had video of these dolphins, like, Come on catching now. them in their mouth, chewing them, and then spitting them out for the other dolphin to take a hit. Oh, that is. So it's like choo-choo pass. Choo-choo pass, yeah, yeah. That doesn't work for me, This brother. has got to be, like, preteen dolphins, right? Just up to no good, not going to school, not listening to the parents. Yeah, that's what it says. Right? It, or, it says young dolphins. Yeah. Or <laughs> direction. It, or do they have to be, like, off the coast of Massachusetts in a area where uh, pufferfish are legal? Like, do you have to worry about, like, marijuana, where right. it is and isn't legal? Do you 
we had some pufferfish block in Iowa. Not that you'd find a dolphin in Iowa outside of SeaWorld. Yeah, the case of young dolphins purposely experimenting with something they knew was intoxicating. That's ama- oh. that, that, I believe that's, uh, that's just it's amazing. That's like chewing, a real after thing. chewing the puffer gently and passing it around, <laughs> they began acting more peculiarly. Pass that word? Peculiar? Peculiarly. You know what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah. Hanging around with their noses, their noses at the surface as if fascinated by their own reflection. Oh, my God. So they really oh, wow, So they get man. stoned and get trippy and look at their reflection in the surface of the water. I mean, do they eat pizza, too? Like, I know. Do they order, That's the thing. Yeah. Do they order so out? Snacking habits, it doesn't say. Yeah, yeah what right. would the snack? So they're just eating, like, just, you know, you know, Fish, right? Like, what would be like a you know a guilty pleasure after you kind of suck on a puffer fish? Right. Like also, when you're surrounded by seafood, what is like? What yeah, is extra- what, is- what is an extravagant meal? What is-, uh, what is a cheat meal for a dolphin? Well, and do you not that stoners end? I mean, stoners end up smoking and then they like calm down. No one is like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna go fight the biggest guy in yeah, the bar. Exactly. But I wonder if like in the animal kingdom, if these uh, dolphins get high, do they end up getting frisky? Like. uh you know, like they're, they and they say it to the, uh, oh, I'm going to go mess with, that, mess with killer, that shark. I'm going to go mess that killer whale over there. Watch me. <laughs> you ain't nothing. Like, yeah. I wonder just. Where's sort of, all my friends at? You, you get them. You can, you can take them. Oh, man. Get them, Flipper. I mean, can you? Yeah. Don't bite that shark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you don't think I will, you, will you? How much you want to make a bet? I can go yeah. bite that shark. Let me, are, take, let me take another bite of this puffer fish. Like, are there dolphins that are like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't want to try. There might be a gateway fish. Right, is there fish. Dolphin, yeah. dolphin rehab? Yeah, right. Gateway fish drug. Look or what if you, what if you, what if you, you like. These young what, dolphins back on track. What if you, what if you're tripping on like a, a sick puffer fish and it gives you a massively Ooh, terrible high? Yeah, like, and you're like really tripping. Because if it's too much, it'll kill them. Well, is there, is there, Synthetic puffer fish, like synthetic marijuana, that allegedly Chandler Jones was all whacked That's out true. on. That's true. Like, is it recreational or do they need like a medical cut? Oh, I just learned like something today. We, we need Jacques Cousteau very. Jr. to break this down for us. Very, very it's a very educational. Great show job, we had today. Billy. And Can Billy we get gets stoned off puffer fish. The seven seven four gives nice job, Billy, with the green check mark. There you go. Thank well you. done. Look at that. And uh, after that, we are done ourselves. No Baldy tomorrow, nope. so uh, we are uh, loose and fancy free. Yep. Chicken Nick and Billy producing on the radio side. If someone wrong, blame them. Same for Coop on the digital side. Jones and Mego are next. Fourier and I will see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Hopefully Fourier can walk like a normal person tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 